0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone, two Atlanta natives, recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going going pretty well. Uh, recording on a Monday, which is a little
1: strange for us. Indeed. We're generally later in the week type of guys, sure. but um, you know, we're still powering off that the high of walking into Turner Field for the first time and.
0: Uh, since Julio Tehran pitched that gem three years ago. Yeah, against the Detroit Tigers. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was there, third baseline. And a lot has changed since then, Adam, for Turner well, Field and for the entire city, really. Well, we used to watch baseball
1: there, but now it's a football field, Graham. That's, that's the big field. difference. Yeah,
0: it's now called Georgia State Stadium. The Panthers have uh, taken it over, play their home games there, and now the Legends, whose game we had the privilege of going to yesterday, play their games there as well.
1: First thing I want to say about that area is if you haven't been down there in a while, you should check it out because there's around the corner where there used to be that um, that KFC, was it
0: a KFC Taco Bell? Yeah, KFC Bell Taco Bell combination. Combination, yep, and that, right.
1: that was the only restaurant um, that you could pretty much eat at um, outside of the stadium, unless, of course, you know someone with the baby grill. Sure. Uh, then, then you're in pretty good shape. But... They're finally developing that whole area, which I think is all Georgia State's doing and not necessarily the cities. Um but it's one of those things like if the city had done that, like I mean bars are coming in, they have like a random
0: coffee shop that's open, that's the only thing so far. Right. They're but, also building some apartments, some of those uh luxury apartments that we see everywhere. They're starting to build those right next to the stadium. In the mm- green lot. Literally across the street, yeah, in yeah. the green lot. So Yes. That's one of those things, if they
1: had done that, um, Braves might still be down there. But instead, it's a pretty cool-looking football field. Um, and we get to go
0: in there again, thanks to the Legends. Yeah, it was a good time. And I think we're just going to jump into our, our ex- whole game day experience going to the Legends game. Because, you know, it, it is cool uh, in, in Atlanta over the last couple years, really. Where, really the last three years, where we've gotten two new stadiums that are beautiful palaces in SunTrust Park and, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And if you want to count State Farm Arena, even though it's in, it's in the, the carcass of Phillips Arena, I guess, if you for lack of a better term, that feels like a new arena. Yeah. And now we have two new teams in Atlanta United who are MLS champions. It's been fantastic. And now we get another football team, too. We're very, very lucky that we have so many professional sports here.
1: Which is huge for us as well as um, co-hosts of a – Podcast that strictly discusses Atlanta professional right, sports. gives us more to talk about. Yeah, because this would be a little bit of a lull right now with uh, no major Falcons off-season news, spring training just starting up, and um, the Hawks kind of doing the same thing they're doing every other week. Sure. So uh, going to this Legends game was a good
0: change of pace. Yeah, definitely. So let's start at the beginning, Adam. We get our burgers, we get our dogs, get our baby grill, mm. and we head to the blue lot. The place where dreams happen, where memories are made, alcohol is consumed, music is played, people throwing footballs, cornhole. Everyone's it's, friendly. Everyone's friendly. It's the American dream. Yeah. So, so we're driving in, and this is
1: the first. Uh, you know, this is the first home game. So obviously, they're going to be working on some things. And you know, Graham is Graham and I are seasoned uh, Atlanta sports fans. We've been to a few events. We we kind of know what's good and what's not so good. And because the parking guy, I didn't like the fact that they didn't have their rates posted, Graham. Right. Either online or on the sign, which is a little shady because I know how people steal money. Uh, and what could have very well happened was that parking was $10 and he tells me 20 mm-hmm. and then pockets 10 Sure. It's a classic classic move but you're not insinuating anything you're saying it could be no no no, yeah that's yeah. that's that's yeah. <laughs> not, not very accusatory <laughs> no 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 but that's why i always feel better with that rate posted ahead of time right so, so, you, so know, you know what you're getting into yeah and we, we ended up uh scrounging up 20 bucks sure um i still had a lot of ones left from the poker game a few weeks ago and uh, we get in and that's good um the guy was trying to direct us to one place we're like no sir we were tailgating. this is the blue lot <laughs> we paid our twenty dollars we're going to the island. Yeah, to we thank we, you very we much. can we can park in the middle of the damn parking lot if we want to at this right. point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but when we got there, there weren't a ton of people there, but there were a, f- a few people set up. Um, There's like a, a big RV
0: with Atlanta Legends flag on yeah. it. Yeah, saw a lot of people with gear, which was great to see. Yeah. The new team coming in town, and uh, a lot of folks are already getting their gear and getting into the into the team. So that was that's fantastic. Yeah, the RV was decked out with Legends stuff, flag. People in sweatshirts walking around. Uh, there's a good energy in, in the tailgate. Yeah, no, and, and it, it definitely filled in as the game went. And like it, it, what were there a couple hours or so. Yeah, we were there about two to two and a half hours before the game started. Yeah. and as you know, we're sitting there. There wasn't that many people, and then in about thirty minutes, it was just people were pouring in. I saw people driving
1: in from Alabama to go. Um, the guy next to us was pretty funny. He came up. I thought that guy knew me or something. The way I he, thought he knew
0: you, too. The, the way he, he approached me. You guys interacted like you were bosom buddies or something. Well,
1: I, in my head the whole time, I'm just thinking, Do I know this guy from yeah. somewhere? <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh, but he was like, Oh, it's great to be out here, right? I see you're wearing the Clemson. You got the purple in Clemson for the Legends. And he had a Charlotte Hornets purple shirt on for his team colors. So, I mean, we're we're making this work in the early stages of a new
0: franchise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it felt, felt like times of old, Graham. Yeah, good time tailgating. We, we uh, go up to the – walk up to Turner Field again, and there it is. Completely redone. It was really interesting to see what they had done to the field. Uh, completely new seats uh, right around where, I guess, right center field used to be. Um, it was, it was a really interesting because, you know, you're just so used to it being a baseball Stadium, and it, it felt totally different, but it also felt the same in a way. It was it was a really interesting feeling. Yeah, it, to the was, stadium. it was a little surreal.
1: Yeah. About halfway through the game, Graham and I were sitting there and just like thinking of all the Braves memories in that stadium. And like we looked up and could see the 755 Club. I'm not sure what it's called now, but we're like, yeah, Sammy Sosa like hit a ball off that wall right during the home run during derby. the home run derby in 2000. Mm-hmm. And now there's this brand new football team in a league that
0: didn't exist yeah that has just been created it's pretty wild yeah uh, let's get into the game this was an interesting really interesting experience because we didn't really know a lot about the players as much I maybe mean, i know you and i have been keeping tabs on the legends but we haven't really sat down to watch a full game yet so it was cool watching the football I, I really liked um before we get into the nitty-gritty of the game the game speed was good yeah and we had good seats we had really good seats uh near the 50 yard line but the the game speed was not quite NFL level, but it was in the ballpark. You know, you, you didn't feel like you were watching, you know, it, it's not a watered-down product like I think a lot of people feared it was going to be. Like, yeah. it, it is entertaining enough football, for sure.
1: Yeah, no, it it was chugging along, for sure. There's not, like, kickoff, commercials, Come yeah, that, back commercial.
0: That was one thing I really did appreciate was it was um, – the pace of the game was was excellent. I mean, I feel like it got in and got out in a very efficient manner. And,
1: and you can certainly tell the difference um, in terms of the talent level. Like, I mean, it's not quite as fast, like, and hard hitting out there. But every now and then, you will get a nice, like, hit. yeah, safety rock to tight end across cutting over. Uh, there was that one really cool hit where we were sitting near the sidelines and guy gets shoved out of bounds right by us, and you can see all their facial reactions and all right. that, and you could tell. It was like, oh, yeah, he got, he got walloped there. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was cool. And the game itself was very frustrating to the Legends. They lose 28-12 to to the Birmingham Iron. And um, a game that was really marred by a lot of inconsistency, particularly from the offense. The running game never got going, and I think it became predictable, partic- particularly in the, in the second half. Because the Legends were having really good drives in the first half. They had tons. They had a lot of red zone opportunities that they couldn't capitalize on in terms of scoring touchdowns. But they were moving the ball. I mean, their first drive lasted almost the entirety of the first quarter. It's just right when they got to the red zone, they couldn't punch it in. And so it's you a get familiar to, script, right? It did kind of feel similar to the Falcons in some respects. But that was uh, that was frustrating to see. And then once the second half started, it was like three and out after three and out after three and out. We just couldn't get any momentum going. The crowd kind of got taken out of the game. A lot of miscues, some delay of game, some bad false starts um, by the offensive line as well. And, and and the offense just could never get going in that second half in particular. Little-known fact, <clears throat> A, our quarterback, Matt Sims, is not Chris Sims, the ex-Buccaneers quarterback. Right. The whole time this has been happening, I've completely forgotten and I apologize to Matt Sims. And he was on the Falcons for a, a period of time in terms of coming to spring, uh, not spring training uh, training camp and i for some reason just kept thinking this is chris sims this is chris sims yeah i thought that the entire time myself right and i was like man he's he's really getting up there in age i can't believe he's still playing and the only thing i really remember chris sims by was that he got his spleen removed i think i'm like the only person that that remembers that i remember that happened that was like such a big deal like sports there made a huge thing out of Sims' spleen is removed will he be able to play again of course he came back and Played, but it, and then it was fifteen years later. He's playing for the Legends, right? That's what That's why I kept thinking. So affectionately, I was calling Matt Sims Spleen. Yeah. No, I was like, "Come on, Spleen, you can do it, Spleen. Let's go, Spleen." And about halfway through spleen. the game, yeah, just goes. About halfway through the game, you were like, I, "I don't think this is actually a thing." Like, like well, what
1: was, what was oh, yeah, but yeah, go ahead. Well, it was just so much that you do have a great memory for really weird. Facts like that. Right. Obscure things. But sometimes I think they're just completely wrong and you're misremembering things, but so confident about it. So I just felt like we needed to look it up. Sure. And sure enough, it was correct, but wrong person, wrong brother. Yeah. Uh,
0: Also, little known fact, do you realize who our running back was? I remember Mr. Wadley played, but I'm sure I am off base, Akron Wadley, uh, but... I don't think he was a starter. We were missing somebody. Yes, yeah,
1: so, so that's the thing about this league is there's all, like there's all these like big time college names that you'll recognize or remember or people that played in the NFL for multiple years. And it's Denard Robinson, the old like he was the Michigan quarterback, went to Jacksonville, converted to running back, had some success in the NFL. I, I did not realize that he was on the team until today, looking over to the game stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, we also saw Nick Novak, who was the old Chargers kicker. And... Yeah, I like I liked your line there because, like, Nick,
1: we, we were, like, right by the Birmingham Irons oh, yeah. bench. And, like, in—I'm pretty sure it was, like, their family section. So, like, everyone there was cheering for the iron. And, like, we are just watching Nick Novak walk around and do his stretching. And I commented on how I'm pretty sure he's a terrible teammate because he was never— you're close right. <laughs> to his teammates, and it seemed like he was like big league in him. It's like, oh, I've been in the NFL 15 years. I just since he was sad, but could be completely off base. And then he's just like standing right next to us. And Graham's like, I never thought that I would spend so much time looking at Nick Novak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never thought I'd be
0: so close to him, right? Yeah, uh, but Trent Richardson was also yeah. on them, yeah, former number three overall pick. I think he, uh, he he didn't have he did have three touchdowns rushing, but he didn't exactly tear up the legends on the ground. And that was actually something that was interesting, is I felt like the defense gave the legends you know, they kept the legends in the game. I mean the score was bad by the end of the game, but I think the defense got burned out just because there's so many darn three and outs to in the second half in particular. And eventually they just yeah, they totally got worn down. I think the big thing though, Adam, is that the crowd in particular was a little hostile towards Old Spleen, Matt Sims. Old Spleeny,
1: yeah. Because, um, as when we first heard about this team, like w- the big things they were hyping up were Brad Childress being the head coach who ended up quitting about a month before the season started, mm-hmm. and then Michael Vick being the offensive coordinator who ended up devoting too much time to his Fox gig. And wasn't really with the team at training camp. So he's stepped aside and he's technically a special advisor. We were about five feet from Mike Vick. Yesterday. Yeah, that, that, was was cool. that was wild. That was wild. But the third one was Aaron Murray being the starting quarterback. And he, I mean, he's the ex-UGA quarterback and a lot of fans were there to see Aaron Murray.
0: Um, there were a couple of guys that had signs. <laughs> we want Murray. Murray this. Murray that. People were chanting, screaming. We want Murray. I mean, they were, it actually got pretty loud at one point when, when especially in the second half when it was just three and out after three and out. Lots of boo birds. Lots of we want Murray. Where's Murray? And and it, it did seem odd that like, especially once it was a blowout.
1: Why is he not playing at that point?
0: Yeah. I and also just particularly with the way Sims struggled. I mean, it, it was it was an ugly. 300-yard performance. I mean, he threw the ball 48 times. It was incomplete on 20 of those passes. He just couldn't really do much. I I think they had 11 drops, though. There were a lot of drops on both sides. And there were a couple of times where Sims put the ball in the right place and the receivers could not come down with the football for whatever reason, and it wasn't like they were getting drilled or anything. So you put some of that, of course, on the receivers. But I think overall everyone who watched that game could agree that sims was wildly inconsistent every time he had a really nice pass it seemed like he was wildly inaccurate or he's throwing a pick yeah so it was uh it was rough sledding for him for sure yeah. but i wonder if they're going to take the opportunity to try out aaron murray next game just to see if they can jump start the offense a little bit with maybe a different voice in there
1: yeah i mean oh and three at this point and they are definitely behind the ball because of losing their coach and offensive coordinator. They just have no identity at all on offense,
0: right? And I wonder how much, yeah, like how much of that is really affecting the team? And I think it's probably substantial, yeah. Especially you go from Brad Childress, who's had a you know a good NFL career, been in the league for years, and then and then he leaves you high and dry, and Mike Vick, uh, you know, huge name, trying to author and offense, which I thought actually thought was really interesting for him, especially considering the tutelage he got from Andy Reid and how much he learned about the quarterback position, especially when, when he went to Philly, to try and bring that back here. I thought that was an interesting thing for him to try out, and then he's gone. So, yeah, I think, I think you're totally right with that, and, that, and, and that, that must have a lot to do with the, the way the team's playing, but I also think that you know there is a talent level, unfortunately, I think, particularly on you know the offensive line with the, with the running game right now and potentially the quarterback, where it's just things aren't – we can't get anything going. There is no rhythm. There is no ability to jumpstart the game in any respect right now. It was like – it was almost like it was just time and time again just trying the same stuff out, one two-yard run and complete and complete and complete. And it was like, I don't know. It was yeah, tough. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of teams in this league, it, it
1: has taken them a couple of games to find their identity, but it seems like pretty much every other team – I think there's one other 0-3 th- team – but yeah it's just not clicking at all for
0: our mighty legends yeah and credit to the defense though they didn't give up we were down 20 to 6 at one point and uh cornerback carlos merritt picked off a pass and we were well on the uh the iron side of the field we were in iron territory and we took the ball over and once again the offense just couldn't do anything i think you know sims got sacked on the last play we had a we had a penalty it was just total disarray so hopefully they can get this cleaned up moving forward but uh despite the uh the unfortunate outcome, it was still fun to be back at Turnerfield. It was fun watching football. And you yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's like, I wanna give the legends a chance and, and follow them and see
1: how they do. You know I, I definitely found myself like wanting them to come back and win the game, you know? That would have brought me joy. Sure. I was cheering for them. Yeah, like I was so, we were making I, noise. I, I, Yeah, I wasn't
0: just like neutral about
1: everything. Right.
0: And you know, when they got that when the iron got that last touchdown, I got that classic Atlanta sports disappointed feeling where I was like, I just stood there and just sort of looked down and I was like, Oh, maybe I do. Maybe I'm, maybe this team is for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like we had, we had, we were down big, but
1: then we scored a touchdown, uh, with like, a, about two minutes left, but then they don't do an onside kick. Instead, they give you the ball at your own 28 and make it a fourth and 12 And if you convert, it's your ball to keep. Otherwise, the other team gets the ball right there already in field goal range, and we converted. So it's like, oh, hell, if we score again here, then that's eight points, and we could do that again Again, and maybe come back and pull off a miracle victory. But then your boy Spleeny threw a pick pick two passes later.
0: What do you think about the rule changes overall that you saw? No extra point, no kickoff, no onside kick. I don't feel like I lost anything by not having the kickoff. Yeah, it was just sort of like okay, fast forward, sort of like the ball's there. Yeah, I don't know. I I
1: kind of would like the extra point though. My mind just was having a
0: hard time wrapping it around all these six and nine scores. Yeah, I kept it wondering. Was, was, I was like, <laughs> why the hell are they going for I, it? I didn't. I didn't know why we uh, why no one was kicking uh, an extra point. That's just our own ignorance, though. Right, we revealed our own ignorance. Um.
1: No, but I, I mean, I, like we're saying, I love the, the pace of play. I thought it was so much better than what the NFL's got going on right now.
0: Yeah, I really liked the the PA announcer. He did a great job getting folks into the game, I thought. And I think that our punter, Cameron Nizialak, was fantastic. He had some booming punts, putting that Bosher to shame. That's for darn sure. Yeah, that one that he had like inside the five. Oh, yeah, it was great. In the second half? It's a beauty. Yeah, he earned his money that day with all the three NLs we had. So
1: you're going to find talent. Like, like some of these guys are going to make it back to the NFL or make it to the NFL
0: because of this league. Right. You know, I think that's what's kind of cool about this league is it's not trying to compete with the NFL like the XFL will if it ever comes back or things like that. It's positioning itself as the equivalent, equivalent of the NBA D-League slash G-League and minor league baseball. And it's, it's trying to partner itself in the NFL, and I think it's going to create opportunities for guys that have been looked over. You know, guys like Mr. Cameron Nizilek or, or punter, or maybe Nick Novak gets to go back because he showcases his game, Trent Richardson. Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying anything's guaranteed, but it gives these guys another chance to try and realize their ultimate dream, which is, once again, playing in the NFL or breaking into the NFL. I think that's a cool thing. So it gives us something to do with our lives when there's no NFL. Right. So football keeps rolling.
1: Yeah, good for us. Yeah. I will say another operational thing the uh, people at the Legends need to work on. So I think that Georgia State was handling, like, the concessions and all that. But any time that I walked onto that concourse, it was a crazy long line for food and beer. I I mean, it's not like it was 60,000 people there or anything. So I think maybe they're used to college games where you can't serve beer. So that just completely threw them off. But they were underprepared. They sold out of
0: Sweetwater. Mm. Um, they were down to Shock Top and Red Wine. It doesn't didn't seem like there are that many concession stands open either. Yeah, considering the amount of concession stands there are in Turner Field, it seems like, which I guess makes sense too. It's a massive building, and obviously the, the attendance is going to be as big as the Olympics or an MLB game or playoff game for that matter. So it makes sense that they're not going to use the whole stadium, right? But it just seems like they could have had a little more going on than they did yesterday. And hopefully they learn from that. Yeah, end. I'm guessing they'll make adjustments. Right. So but good overall experience, and I'm sure we'll head back at some point this year. Yep. I would recommend going out. Yeah, for sure. If you want to, if you're curious about it, it's not very expensive to go. It's fun. And get to try something new. Yeah, and get off get off the couch. Yeah, revisit Turner Field.